Hello and welcome to the Bikes and Bulldust podcast. New Year, Jed, January 2022. I'm Todd Reed. As always, welcome to the show, Jed Guthrie. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. We're um, up bright and early this morning, getting it yeah. done. Something yeah. different. That's it, yeah. Pre-night shift. Yeah, early bird gets the worm. <laughs> it's like half past seven and we've got the gear out. I'm down at your place and... um. Yeah, day before night shift for me. You're still on holidays. Yeah, that's it. Good on you. I don't blame yeah. you. Yeah. So let's get it done, eh? How's how's your holidays been? How's your time off? What's yeah, it's happening? Been good. Yeah, plenty of pushy riding, just doing stuff around the house. Haven't actually gone away. You know, uh, probably not a really good time of year to go away. Everyone else decides to go away at the same time. So packed. Did a little trip actually. Went to Nambucca. Yeah. Um, for a couple of nights, it was actually really good. There was hardly anyone there. It wasn't packed like um, your other places and that. But yeah, right. I thought it might have been probably. A bit- like real busy, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, no, it's it's like going back in time, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's another dimension up there. Um, but no, it was good. And then, um, yeah, just chilling out at home and getting shit done. Getting shit done. That's about it. What nice. about you? Um, I've had a fair bit going on to be honest. December was pretty busy. Obviously, there's Christmas parties mm. and stuff, but we squeezed in a few rides. Then, obviously, we had the Christmas break, and the kids have been flat out. So, yeah, I've actually been pretty busy. I haven't had. Well, I haven't gone away or anything. I had a couple of shifts off work just to stretch that break out a little bit, but yeah, that was about it really. But it was a nice busy December. I did that ride park day at Mayland. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was yeah. pretty fun. Got the husky out and spun some laps, and yeah. it was actually a good day. It was. Um, I announced it pretty late in the piece, so I thought, oh, I don't know how busy it'll be, but it turned out to be really good. A heap of fast dudes there. Dylan Wood turned up and yep. showed everybody the way around the track. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was pretty good. Like. It was it got a bit hard and dusty, but I mean, what do you expect at December at Maitland? That's right, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was cool to get out. Obviously, we had Christmas, and then we got the roadies out last week, Jed. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. I forgot about that, actually, yeah. You got, got the Harley got out. Got the Harley out, yeah. I got the Africa Twin out. Nice cruise around the lake. Yeah, tried to keep cool. Beers on the beach at Caves Beach down there. It was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. I'll go back there for sure. Mm, yeah, that was a nice trip. Like, for something that was pretty last minute. Or, yeah, that's right, yeah. It was a bit of fun. So, that's been my month. Yeah. How about you? Anything uh, else to report? No, nah, not that I can think of. Yeah, on the Harley and forgot about the Harley, actually. Yeah. That's it. it. Fair enough. Right, let's get into some dirt bike stuff, eh? That's it. One Thaggy AMX Open. Pretty interesting event to be held late in the year. They chucked a heap of prize money at it. Kyle Webster showed up and... Pretty much cleaned up is the best way to put that. Tanny got second, Medi third overall, Clout fourth, Ferris fifth. So big names, like all the Honda and Yamaha boys were there. Obviously no one in the KDM group was announced at that point, so that's why they weren't interested in being there. But any thoughts on those the big boys there, Jed? Uh, Webster, obviously stepping it up, Tanny, Medi, Clout, Ferris. Well, <coughs> oh, Medi's, Medi's kind of from down that way. He's in his South Australia, not Victoria, but he's from down there, so he's probably ridden there a heap. But... um. Loves the sand. Like yeah, loves the sand, that's he's right. He's got so many good results in the sand, you know, like in the States, in Southwick, and yeah. he always turns it on when it gets to those softer tracks. Like he did this year, he got podiums at Wonthaggy, he's always good mm. at Murray Bridge and them yeah. places, so... And Clout's always going to be a contender, so, and you know, he's hungry for it, he hasn't really raced all year, Yeah, had those three rounds of the pro motocross of that. Um, I know, and we just can't... Kind of knew Webster was going to go good. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too, like he's been at it. Like, he hasn't really stopped, yeah. you know, and I think it's pretty well known that Cloudy hasn't been. Like, Cloudy's been in lockdown in the Sydney thing and yeah. pretty much didn't ride. 
So I guess I'm not surprised to see Cloud in a fourth and not be on the podium. He was up there in the last mode. I think he got second or third or something like that. Um, I was a little bit, maybe not surprised, but I thought it was cool to see Tanti up there in second overall. Um, but I kind of also didn't expect Ferris back in fifth at the same time. Maybe just getting used to the new bike and maybe settings and stuff like that yeah. with the Honda. But I didn't. I thought he might have been a bit further up there. And Tanti's been riding because he's yeah. been in Queensland that so yeah, yeah, he's still been riding as well. That's so. true. Um, Reese Bud won the MX2 ahead of Jay Constantino and Liam Andrews. Uh, I thought it was also pretty cool to see Ryder Kingsford and Connor Tal step up to MX2 there as well. So, um, and Bud looks like he's on a bit of a roll lately. He's putting in the hard yards. He's like a bulldog man. He just keeps going. He's like he's just he's getting after it. Like this off yeah. season, he is getting after it. Yeah, oh, I, I'm impressed, man. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I'm impressed too. Like I'm, I'm a fan. Um, I just like his riding style. He's just, he's all, he's all in. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to go good this year. Yeah, I do too. Like I'm yeah. a big fan. Like we had him on the show there earlier in the year, and he was a cool kid. But he just seems to be really focused and really putting in the effort. And I guess that's how you win races, right? So yeah, that's it. Yeah, no surprises. He's at the top. Uh, we've said over the last couple of months, but the Australian Arena Cross Series by Pro Tracks uh, starts this month. Coff Stadium Cross is on next weekend as we record this, I think it is. Of course, we're working, Jed. But anyway. Mm, it is next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is only two weeks away. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, make sure you're getting on to those events, guys, um, if you can. Of course, that'll be pretty good. Big headline to drop this month. Strain SX promoters get the rights to the FIM World Supercross Championship. What did you think of that when you saw that drop? Surprise? Well, no, I think, um, you know, they deserve it. They put the effort in and everything. Just, I hope it's going to be a good track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like it's going to be difficult to organise. Hey, like, yeah. can you imagine trying to wrangle, like, um, quality and qualified personnel in multiple parts of the world? Yeah. Um, and you want like to attract want... you want to attract the big names to come over for it. Like, there's probably going to be three quarters of the field that go, no, nah, not coming. You know? oh, of course, to start with, they're not going to attract that's not right. many people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and you want to have a big US style Supercross track mm. to, to 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 do it on, not a Sydney Superdome, yeah, three yeah. lane tight thing, arena cross, arena, yeah, arena cross, exactly, yeah. Um, but no, it's good, uh, yeah. Congrats to the guys. Um, definitely deserve it. They put on a show and everything, so yeah, I like, think they can do it. Yeah. yeah, if anyone can, I think they can. They got the right people there. Like they've showed, they did a really good job with Melbourne, um, yeah. and we've seen Bailey out. Adam Bailey, that is, he's one of the guys involved in that. He's been out around the world. He was at Paris. He's been in Saudi. He's obviously doing a lot of the work. Yeah, and there's obviously some announcements still to come for that series, but man, that's a big job trying to organise, promote and wrangle the people, personnel and equipment to run a series that's going to... Look, I don't think it's going to travel the world. Like, I know it's a World Supercross Championship, but I think you're going to have, like, Australia and New Zealand, which is relatively pretty much the same thing. Mm. Um, You know, you might have an Asian round, a European round and maybe a Middle Eastern round. I don't know if you're going to get any more than that for a while, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Asia sort of makes sense to me. There's Asian manufacturers, get them on board, put something in the Asian market. It's a huge market. Like we know MotoGP, love it and go there and get a big paycheck to go there. Mm. Same thing for MXGP. Like I'm pretty sure there's two uh, MXGPs this year in Indonesia. Um, they've been trying to go to China. Like not that 
China is the manufacturers, but you know the interest is there. Yeah. Um, and then whether they turn one of those European supercrosses into a one of them, you know, maybe it's Geneva, Paris, whatever. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting step. Like, I think it's going to be pretty cool as long as they can get the right people on board. And I also thought it was pretty interesting that the way they're going to pretty much set this up is by the sounds of it. Like, they've got Tony Cochran on board who was part of the V8 supercars for a long time. Okay. They're going to a pretty similar setup to what the supercars used to be where they effectively have a wreck, like a a license to get into the race and the teams own the licenses and then that becomes a store of value which means that the teams effectively own a stake in the series. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting idea. So like up until only um, like at the moment, I don't know if anyone follows V8 Supercars, but they've just changed ownership and they've gone away and totally changed the structure and they're actually going away from this wreck scheme in V8 Supercars where the teams will no longer own the series. So I find that kind of interesting too, whereas like they've got, hey, this is what supercars do, and then now supercars are actually going away from that. Um, not to say it won't work for motocross, because it probably will, but just interesting the way it all works, and Cochrane seems to be bringing a lot of those V8 supercars ideas into the paddock. Yeah. Um, well, it's worked for them, so. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so interesting to see how it all pans out. And if they can do stuff like that and get um, – you know, the manufacturers and other people on board, I think it'd be pretty good. Um, I'm not sure it'd ever be rival to a an American AMA championship, but I'm not sure that's the idea at this point. So No, hopefully they they get some, you know, big name riders to come to them. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Moving on a little bit, uh, KTM, Husvana and Gas Gas teams announced, here in Australia that is. So new faces um, in a few of those camps with uh, Kurt Gibbs and Nathan Crawford under the KTM truck. Todd Waters and Dylan Wills on the Huskies, Hayden Melros and Blake Fox under the red uh, in the gas gas truck. I guess we'll break the teams and riders and everything down before Pro MX comes around, Jed, like whenever that is, March or whatever. Um, but any thoughts on any of that? Any surprises or moves that made you wonder a bit, like Gibbs, Crawford, Waters, Wills, Melros, Fox? I mean, some of them are new, some of them have been there, or some of them have stepped up. No, well, Ferris was obviously a spanner in the works, didn't know he was going to come back. Mm. And then I think we were talking, I don't know whether it was on air or whatever, but we were talking about um, uh, Gibbs will probably go, end up back at KDM. You mm, know, yeah. they'll, just, they'll just do a switch, so that happened. Um, knew um, Todd was going to stay where he was. Blake Fox would step up. Um, I guess the one that did st- stand out was uh, Dylan Wills back, yeah. MX2. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I Good rider. Thought, yeah, I thought that too. Like, Willsey's pretty capable and has a massive following and everything. Um, but at the same time, it's, I mean, he doesn't really have the results as some of the other guys. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. I was a little bit like Blake, Flo- Blake Fox totally deserves that MX2 ride at Gas Gas. Like, yeah. He's super hot there. Not real surprised to see Crawford under a, a factory tent. Um, obviously, he wanted and has been chasing that sort of thing for a while. So. I'm still not sure we see Crawford at the top of the ladder, but, I mean, he's an absolute contender if he's healthy, so no surprise to see someone give him a run like that. Yeah. But I did think we might have saw um, Noah Ferguson feature, maybe. Uh, I know he's a gas-gas mm. guy, so maybe that's their idea, is they want to keep him on a red bike or something like that. But I kind of thought, oh, maybe they draft him onto the Husky, because he got a podium oh, yeah. there at oh, one of the rounds. I can't remember which. Yeah, Canberra, I think it was. He was on the podium and he was looking really good. He didn't really go super duper at uh, 
Juan Thaggy, but he was pretty competitive, and I thought, oh, maybe we see Noah Ferguson. Mm. But I guess Wilsey being on the Husky for so long and maybe just that connection is what got that deal done. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, Melros across to the Gas Gas. What do you think about that? Well, I actually didn't think he'd lose his ride at CDR, but yeah. he did. <laughs> so um, I guess him and uh, Tenny just switched around as well. Pretty much. Yeah, which you kind of... Right, yeah. It expected to happen as well once um, Tenny was announced on CDR. I don't know. I don't know what. I guess it's a good thing he's got a factory ride still. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that he's only spent. Did he spend one season on the. Two seasons. Two and seasons. They were both the COVID seasons. Yeah, that's right. So he's done hardly any riding, any testing or anything. So now he's got to start all over again on a whole other bike again. Yeah. Um, he's more than capable to do it. Like we've seen him race his whole career. Interestingly enough. The last full season we had, 2019 or whatever it was, mm. Mel Ross was on the KTM for the race line team with Woodsy. Oh, yeah. So okay. yeah. familiar with the bike. I don't think it's going to take him too much to get going there. Yeah. I'm not sure who Mel Ross is going to use because we know that KTM are pretty happy to let their guys pick who they want to set their bikes up. Mm. So I'm not sure who Mel Ross is going to use to set his bike up. Um, but we know that Chris Woods works with that <clears throat> with that truck and with that camp. So... And especially with Blake Fox too, so that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll break all that down, I guess, a bit more before motocross. But yeah, pretty cool. Mitch Evans back in Europe, Jed um, looks to be putting in the hours, getting ready for two thousand and twenty-two. I was thinking, oh, geez, he's over there early, like you know, it's winter over there, can't be all that fun. And then I was thinking, oh, geez, that I think the season starts pretty early, and I had a look; <laughs> it's at the end of February, you know, it's like yeah. six weeks away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Off we go again. It's only just finished. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, again, COVID affected. They had it drawn out. Yeah, and they smashed it all into the second half of the year there. And there was yeah. so many races in whatever it was, November, December, like October, November, December, that area. And I thought, oh, you know, that the GPs will have a big break. They'll be back in March or April or whatever. And I was like, mm. geez, actually, they're starting up in the UK at Madeley Basin at the end of February. So yeah. no wonder he's over there getting ready. Yeah, yeah. So, And it's cool to see that Honda have kept him on the big bike and all that so yeah after a year off that's a pretty bold move to keep him there so good deal for him Dakar you're the Dakar expert what's going on <laughs> no, fill just, us in I just love the race it's good it is good yeah um well I guess if you've been following the uh, social media posts or you got the Dakar app or anything you'll see that Daniel Sanders um qualified first in prologue so that was good oh well whatever they call it, stage 1a um but I just say prologue because that's what it is. That's what we know what it is yeah. <laughs> over here. Um, so yeah, uh, Chucky's going unreal. So first in first in prologue, he because he qualified first, he could kind of choose where he wanted to start. So he started fifteenth in stage one, which is smart move. Let everyone else make the tracks, and which it did prove to be that. And he got first in stage one, one B. Um, stage two, he lost thirty minutes and dropped to third overall in the standings. Got lost. Yeah, got lost, navigation issues, um, which is kind of to be expected, I guess, because it's kind of, it's his first Dakar. Um, second, yeah. Second, but, you know. Um, stage three, fifth overall, uh, fifth fifth in the stage and fifth overall. And, yeah, we're just reading. <laughs> you're going to say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have uh, that, but I'll find it here while you're talking. But Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I had it. I had it here as well. He's but anyway. got really happy with how I rode. I was winning most of the stage, but then didn't quite finish as fast as I wanted to. 
And then it had the winking face. So he's obviously uh, going, I don't want to be leading tomorrow. Let's dial it back a bit for the last little bit. Yeah, well, to- Toby said in his stage it was hard, really hard to make up time in this uh, uh, third stage. It was just a really fast stage. Um, so, yeah, Daniel must have been going pretty good. But, yeah, even on the Dakar app here, they've got Chucky claims that he deliberately stopped during the special to avoid winging, w- winning it, which shows the best rookie of 2021 has some somewhat of a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good on him. I mean, it's strategy, right? Hey, Sat on, and waited for three minutes. On a yeah. different note, it seems very, very, very like... Uh, much more directed at navigation this year than in years gone by. Yeah, I think like it, I everyone think... is talking. Like I've just been watching and following some of these dudes and you know whatever else, and they're all talking about navigation. Like none of them are really saying, "Oh, not like, not to say they're not talking about hey the dunes are this or the track was that." Like um, Toby Price made a comment yesterday saying it was like motocross track out there because it had rained, mm. and him and Andrew Short were riding around. He's like, "It was like it was a big motocross event." Yeah. But when you're looking at the the times and the people that are up and down and the people that are getting lost and all the rest of it, it seems like navigation has really um, become more of a play in the event. I mean, just my observation. I don't know what you think, but oh, I think it's always a it's always a big thing in it. But I think that first stage is what stuffed everyone. Yeah, you had all the top contenders. I don't don't know if you've seen the highlights or anything, but you had all the top contenders um, sitting there having a picnic. Trying to work out where to go, really, and, and if the top guys, like your top five guys, are all there trying, you know, Sam Sunderland, Kevin Benavides, and all that, yeah, um, Toby, if they're all, if they can't work out the navigation, who yeah. else has got a chance of finding? Yeah, no, w- you're right. Working it out, and that was all in that first stage, and that's where everyone lost a heap of time, right? Um, and then since then, that have had stage two and stage three, they've been fine. Uh, so I but, think that first stage stuffed everyone. Absolutely. But even still, there's been a lot of people up and down, like Joachim Rodriguez or something on that third <coughs> stage. And I was like, where did he come from? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's different. So Toby prologued eighth. Um, stage one, 22nd, due to the navigational issues. Uh, stage two, he got fifth overall. So he's made up some time, which boosted him up to 15th overall. Sorry, yeah, second in the stage. 15th overall in the standing, so it boosted him up, so which was good. And stage three last night, um, he got second overall, which moved into P14. And as he said, he couldn't pull much much more time out of it because it was such a fast stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we've got other Aussie over there, Andrew Houlihan. Pro logged in at 115th. Stage one, 120th, which put him in overall of 118th. Stage two, uh, 111th overall. Um and a hundred ah sorry hundred eleventh in the stage and overall hundred thirteenth. Okay. So he also had is- issues in the first stage as well, navigational issues and right. stuff as well. Um, so I think that really stuffed everyone. Can you imagine being that far back too? There'd be tracks going everywhere. Oh, they'd be they'd be everywhere. Yeah, and he's Chucky in fifteenth, just sending it, just sending it. You know, like he's probably going, oh yeah, this this seems all right. You know, so um, that definitely helped him in that stage one. So it's such an interesting race. Oh, it is. It's it's incredible. And I think they're I think they're all still in good well, Daniel Sanders is Chucky, he's in um unreal contention. Like, you know, he's he's sitting where you want to be. Yeah. Toby's not far off, he just needs to make up the time. Like he probably wants to be closer to the top ten. Um but it goes for two weeks. Yeah, man. So Yeah. Um 
It's just crazy. I was watching the highlights yesterday and watching the trucks and stuff just full sending it through the dunes and everything and yeah. one of those little buggies snapping the rear wheel off and it's just crazy. It's an a- awesome Audi's man. got an electric car in there. Do they really? Yeah. I thought that was really um really cool. I think they're out of the um out of the race at the moment, but they're still continuing. They had um they actually didn't have any electric motor or battery issues or anything. The engine side of things were fine, but they had a suspension issue. Oh. That um, kind of knocked them out of the, the running for it. But, yeah, first electric car in there, so. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Do they have, like, how does that work? Do they have, like, a interchangeable battery system, or is it just charging overnight, or? I have no idea. I have no idea. I have yeah, no wow. idea. Yeah, they just, I just heard it, just seen it pulling into the pits, and you couldn't hear it. And I said to Gabby, I said, is that electric? And, uh, yeah, and then they said, yeah, it's an electric car and all this, and they yeah, didn't have any electric issues. They had a suspension issue, which wow. they were, they weren't predicting would would happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. That's interesting, isn't Might it? Might be an electric Dakar soon. <laughs> well, that maybe. I mean, it kind of leads us into the next point. I got written down here. We were going to talk about electric bikes, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. I didn't know that Audi had that in there. I mean, it yeah. is a good when you think about it. It's a pretty good platform to test it on, isn't it? Like, oh, it is. Yeah. If something's going to go to shit. It's probably going to go happen out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, out in the middle of the Saudi desert somewhere. But. Yeah, so I need to look into what they're doing for a bash battery system and charging and everything like that. But um, huh. yeah, I thought it was pretty cool when I seen that yesterday. Yeah. So Starg electric bike. That was my next point here. Lead straight into it, Jed. I like your yeah. work there. Um, did you see it? What do you think? Yeah, I seen um, what's his name jumping around on it? Oh, Josh Hill. Josh Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sending it. So yeah, as he does. Mm. Ah, interesting. It is, hey, like, uh, we're going to go down that road. We're going to have electric bikes. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome for the fact that they got unbelievable power and engines and all that. Um, it's going to open up more riding areas and everything. At the top end, I hope we keep petrol bikes still because I don't think there's anything much better than going to a supercross and hearing the noise and big stadium and all of that. So I kind of like like both ends of it to be honest like i want to keep them both and i think that'll probably happen to be honest like it's like when four strokes came along oh two strokes will die off well no man they're still here yeah yeah. i think this is going to be much the same we're going to have two strokes four strokes and electric bikes yeah you're going to have just another platform i do think it's really interesting though that someone else is going to get into that space on a mass level um whether they do or not i think that remains to be seen Mm. but um yeah, any original. What did you think when you saw the bike and everything? You're like, oh, you're right. I thought it was ugly. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the look of the bike. Okay. Um, or the engine. I don't know. Just when I seen Josh Hill riding it, um, I still don't think it had the the low end torque grunt of a of a petrol bike. Mm-hmm. Um, just when I seen him, you know, hitting it to go up the step up and stuff like that, I was like. I don't know. Maybe I expected a bit more, but mm. I guess they're saying it's got the same power as a four fifty and everything. And that's so, um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We will. Um, I guess on the electric bike front, there's going to be a lot of people obviously wondering about the power of them. It's, uh, to me, that's not going to be the issue. It's going to make it be, be making it rideable mm. and getting them to work for a longer period of time. Like that electric, like for example, like we have a, like trains are electric. They're just diesel electric, mm. not, not battery electric. Mm. Um, you know, our trucks in the mines are electric, but they're diesel electric, not battery electric. So I think getting horsepower and getting power curves and things out of electric en- electric motors isn't the problem. Like they're just big hair dryers, big battery drills, big. Yeah, but look how those. The other th- other thing is to look how they handle in the wet. The electric trucks, right? 
Yeah, that's true. How, yeah. How's the electric dirt bike going to yeah, no, go in a, the wet? It's like, a pretty different kettle of fish, I've got to say. Yeah. 100%. Um, so I think on that front, it's actually going to be making the power where you want it is going to be the hard bit mm. and keeping power up to it. Because like we said, all of these things are diesel electric, which means yeah. you've got a huge big diesel generator. You pour the diesel in, it turns an alternator, makes electricity, and that powers the motors, which is different to a battery, which obviously gets charged from somewhere else. So yeah. different setup, but... It was funny. I saw some comments on it and I thought, um, some people saying, wow, how cool is it? How good is it? And it is. And then others were sort of a bit like, oh, yeah, here we go. But I did think, you know, like, how are these guys going to go scaling up and making a better product on mass production than KDM, Yamaha, Honda, etc.? I think that's going to be the challenge. Like, it's all well and good to make one, two, three, four, five prototype bikes like, Sure, like make a aluminium frame, steel frame, whatever you like. Make five of them. It's not that hard, right? You can get them all pretty much the same. But we've seen it's taken KTM like 20 years. Look, they were good bikes even in the 2000s, but like it's taken them 20 years to iron out a lot of their production, not issues, but like get things the same in production, like mm. getting them frames schmick for however many tens of thousands of units they make per year. I think that's more the challenge than actually making a good electric bike here. I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Like, they might make an unbelievable pre-production bike. It might be awesome, blah, blah, blah. But how does that translate to we're going to churn out 10,000, 20,000? I guess if you get a Elon Musk or someone on board, mm. someone with money and the backing behind them, yeah. which is the way everything's going at the moment. You're right. So somebody's probably going to jump on board. Mm. Because um, it's going to happen, so yeah, um, you get the money. There's your production. Yeah, but I mean the quality. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. my question. Is like the quality of the KDM product is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I've got a Husky, but it's taken them twenty twenty five years to get there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because you know there was, and there's still problems with some bikes at the moment. I mean that's a bit across the board because of all these COVID rubbish at the moment. But yeah. Making a production motorcycle, I think, is very different from making a pre-production motorcycle. Oh, it I is. guess that's yeah. my point. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. But I did see there was a headline up a couple of months ago, right? That I think just went totally under the radar, which I think is pretty interesting. But Honda, KTM, Yamaha, and Pagio have done an agreement to form a swappable battery consortium. Oh, okay. Did you see that come through there? No, a no, ago? I didn't. It's funny because it got overshadowed. Like this Stark Varg thing gets main headlines. And then this, which is it really, if you're in that realm, it's a huge headline as well. Yeah. Just as important. So, yeah, Yamaha, KTM, Honda, and Piaggio, or however you say it, four of the biggest names have signed an agreement to swap to form a swappable battery consortium. That's um, good. Develop common technical specifications for the swappable battery system. Confirm common usage of the battery systems. Make and promote the common specifications of a standard within the, you know, EU, Australia, mm. America, blah, 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 and expand the use of their spec to a global level. So there's obviously stuff going on behind the scenes at those big brands where they're working on electric bikes, scooters, road bikes, whatever, like mm. to make it an interchangeable battery system. Yeah, well, that's well, like you've got the little Stasic bike and you can't interchange batteries. Yeah. You've got to buy that specific battery, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Hey, <coughs> that look, is if, good. If KDM and Yamaha and Honda can do it, mm. um, that's pretty cool. And that obviously tells you as well, like they're well into making this thing happen. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, super interesting. Um, moving on from that a little bit, AORC schedule announced. 12 rounds, six weekends, up and down the East Coast seaboard, plus around in South Australia and Tassie. Starts in March, finishes in October. Yamaha have announced their lineup, Jed, pretty much the same as last year. Our mate Josh Green uh, headlines the Yamaha effort. Michael Driscoll, Kyron Bacon, Blake Hollis, um, they were all on Yamaha's last year. The obvious exception there is Luke Stike. Did you see that? He's out. So Oh, no, I didn't even, didn't even notice it. Yeah, no. so he's out. Oh. Um, I guess he went and got a job and <laughs> living the normal life, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No idea what's happening at the KDM group. Uh, Milner overseas, Mason Simmons overseas. That leaves Waters to do his thing on the Husky. Going to be a bit different. There's no... Like, for the first time in quite a lot while, like, there's not a KTM big headline name. Like, it was Price for how long? And then it was Milner and yeah, like Chucky right. was in there for a while. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Who's throw in there? Gaping big hole, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you reckon they throw Chucky on a few to do a gas gas, a few rounds on the gas gas? No, and Chucky will probably want to do it. <laughs> He'll want to do as much as he can. Maybe even Toby will, Toby will do the odd one. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Once Dakar's done the biggest race for him. Yeah. Um, but, like, they've got no headline names. Yeah. I don't even know who they throw in there. Like, obviously, Waters. He's good, and he'll yeah, do yeah, well yeah. at everything. He'll um, do the Husky husky side of things, but KDM will still want presence with KDM and Gas Gas. Yeah, you would Not think. just Husky Group, so, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm leaving someone out there. Like, I'm, I can't think of yeah. anyone off the top of my head. The other names that came to mind um, that, are, that are in that scene. Um, bring Scotty Keegan. Bring Scotty Keegan back. Bring Scotty Keegan back. Headline. Braco. Factory rider. There you go. Factory <laughs> KDM riders. Yeah, there you go. Scotty's got a KDM yeah. at the moment. He's been riding. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's their hidden talent for the year. Maybe. Yeah. Scotty Keegan. There you go, buddy. He was the team manager there at one point, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did also see that our Stefan Gronquist and Emily put something up on saying that thanks Yamaha for all your support over the years, blah, blah, blah. So maybe they're shifting across to oh. an orange or a red bike. Yeah, maybe. They've got WP suspension. They know Carney pretty well. Carney's the motorsports manager at KTM. Yep, yep. Maybe uh, some support's getting flicked their way. Maybe they're the KTM group. I don't know what colour KTM they'll be on, whether it's a red yeah. one or an orange one, but... Shit, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, I did sort of... Oh, I'm only putting it together. I don't know that, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The other name that I... You know, is in that sort of group that's as fast as Stefan and all those guys, Jeremy Carpentier, but he's been... Oh, yeah. He's been pretty actively putting up on his socials, riding a Yamaha 250WR. Yeah. So, YZ maybe, whatever it was, but a Yamaha is yeah, the point. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. So, I'm thinking he's not going to change. Yeah. But... um, Bring back Wonka. Put Wonks on the bike. <laughs> bring, bring back, back Wonka. Wonks and Grabo. Yeah. yeah. Stick on the KDM team. Yeah, bring them back. <laughs> Show those young punks what they do. While we're on the KDM gas gas talk, right out Moto Weekends, Jed. You put this up on here. Um, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, well, I just got, I knew nothing about it until um, uh, the email come through from Transmoto. Yeah. They sent, they sent an email out. thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, so Transmoto, um, so... As it says, their buddies over at KDM Gas Gas and Husqvarna are throwing on an all-new series called Ride Out Moto Weekends for their loyal customers in New South Wales, Queensland and Victoria. Sounds like a damn good reason to get out there, throw your leg over your neglected bike uh, and a 2022 model KDM Gas Gas and Husqvarna demo machines and rip into some exclusive freshly cut private property tracks uh, with your family and friends. So it sounds like it's going to be Transmoto, Without um, the format without, thing. Yeah, without the racing. 
Yeah. So you can take your own bike there, cut some laps, chill out. Ride at your own leisure. Ride at your own leisure. Go on and off, I guess. Mm. Um, and then test ride the new KDMs, Gas Gases and Huskies. Pretty cool. Yeah. What are you going to do? No blue crew there, mate. No, no. That's a bit bit disappointing. Yeah. What are you gonna, How are you going to get around this? Have you got a, something lined up? I'll or? just go ride my bike. Oh. What did, Maybe. <laughs> depends where it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was super cool. That's that's unreal. That's we need more of that. Yeah. So get on board, Yamaha. Yeah, obviously you know? something like Wigan and Co at Transmoto. I've done a deal there with the KDM Group, but bloody good on them. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. awesome. It's a yeah. pretty cool initiative. Like, and I mean, we've never been to Kirby Dam or Wangaratta, but if they're anything like Stroud, it'd be a pretty good event. Like, yeah. big open area, thousand acres or whatever it is, and. Off you go. Yeah, that's go right. Go up, go camping. I did have a look at it. It's like two weekends camping and then all the same stuff as... Oh, sorry, two weekends. Two nights two, two camping. Nights, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the similar things to the Transmoto event. So there's a band and food and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. Anything else in the news, mate? That about wraps it up for me. We'll go and talk about some yeah. AMA stuff, eh? No, that's it. Yep. <laughs> AMA Supercross time. Brought to you by Rhino Power. Is the code still the same, Jed? Is yep. it still 21 on the end? Yep. BBAU, 21, and yep. you get 20% off. Right. So it hasn't changed for this year at this point in time? No, nothing's changed at the moment. No. Right. Cool. Yeah. Yep. I just wanted to check that because I, th- I was writing it in here and I thought, oh, I wonder if it's still 21 or if the code's changed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no. Got your Rhino Power hat here up in front of you and... Yeah. There yeah. you go. Wearing that yesterday. There you go. Um... How are we going to watch the Supercross jet? Moto World. Yeah. I was about to say, let's, let's do that again. <laughs> That's hey. all we're doing. I mean, I don't condone anyone doing anything dodgy or illegal, but you can make a donation on motoworldtv.com and see for yourself how that works. We've done it for a few years, and um, I just cast it to my screen and off I go. Yeah. Obviously, there's the video pass and a whole bunch of other things that you can use and other means to get it, but... It's not on KO or Stan or any other streaming service here in Australia, so... It might get replayed on KO. They might eventually add it. You wouldn't know. When they realise that it's happening. Um, It's so (laughs) hopeless, isn't it? It's just the same thing every year. Like, KO, Foxtel Group, just manage to stuff it every time. I don't understand. Shout out to the Kiwi kid, Dylan Walsh. Uh, Looks like he's riding 250 West Coast on a Kawasaki. Be interesting to see how that goes. I watched some of his YouTube stuff yesterday. He's out there putting in the hard yard, so good for him. I, I don't know how it goes. I don't know his lap times or anything like that. Yeah. Hopefully he can make some main events and put it in there. Like, I'm not – like, he's obviously been pretty good in the UK motocross championships. Like, he's been pretty up there. I would think that gets him into a main event come Anaheim. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on Dylan Walsh? No, because I don't – never seen him ride Supercross. Yeah, me either. I don't know. You just see his videos. He looks good. Yeah. Um. Guess we'll find out this weekend. Mm. I don't know what to say. Yeah, me either. Like, it's going to be just wait and see. Hopefully, he gets yeah. it in the main events. And if that's his goal, like, get it in the main event, I think that's a realistic goal. Yeah. I think yeah. if he's shooting much higher than put it in the main event, I think he might be dreaming. But yeah, let's hope that's his goal. Do we start with the power rankings, Jed? Is that where we're going to start? Then? <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, you were very uh, vocal about this last year. so I was a bit, wasn't I? That was the, the rider... Rider um, power rankings, but... So. Yeah, so that's the Supercross promoters, Feld, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they yeah. put out the power rankings in the pre-season leading up to each race. Yeah. 
I put them up on our socials yesterday to get a few bites, and we did get some. Oh, did we? We did. Yeah. Um, I'll put it up. I'll have a look here in a sec while we're talking about it. So Cooper Webb, Ken Roxon, Eli Tomac, top three. Dylan Ferrandis, Justin Barsha, Chase Sexton, Adam Cincerulo, Marvin Muskan, Aaron Plessinger, Malcolm Stewart. They're your top ten. Unlike last year, Jed, I actually think these are fairly accurate. You're happy, you're happy with them now? Well, somewhat. There's a couple I would probably change, but I think it's fairly accurate. What do you think? Webb, Roxon, Tomac, yeah. Ferrandis. Yeah. yeah. You got um, it there in front of you, do you? Yeah, I got it here in front of me. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. There's only yeah. one. Well, while you're thinking about it, there's only one glaring one that I can see that I would probably change. And I think that Jason Anderson is in the top 10 there somewhere. I think he's yeah. probably better than Malcolm Stewart. And, like, I think yeah. Malcolm can win a race or whatever. Like, don't get me wrong. Not to say he can't. But I think that when you look at Jason Anderson, 2000 and whatever, 17, 18, whatever it was, Supercross champion, yeah, won races. There's not that many dudes in there compared to him that have won that many races or won a championship even. Mm. Like, Kenny Roxon's never won a championship in AMA Supercross, you know, like in the 450. So, has he? Maybe I'm dreaming on that. Anyway, anyhow, point is, I think Anderson deserves a spot in that top 10. I would probably put him 7th or 8th and bump Malcolm Stewart. Had you said that last week, I would have said yes. Now that we're talking about it today. Right. I'd need to drop Adam Cincerello out of there. I think I would too, to be honest. Now that he's done his AC joint. Hmm. Because he's going to ride. Yeah. But he, he's not going to last the season. And if he does, he's going to be up and down like normal. So Yeah. Oh, if, if, he, if he hadn't have had this shoulder injury, I think, you know, yeah, he'd probably actually be higher than seventh than what, it, than what he is there. Mm. But now that he's got this AC joint injury, mm. it's, uh, you know, third degree tear or something, mm. he's not going to finish the season. Yeah. He's not, he's, I think that's a pretty tall yeah. ask. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I agree with the 450s, yep. There you go. 250s? Um, hang on, hang on, I haven't finished on 450s yet. Oh. So, we'll stay on 450s for a little bit. So, obviously you're pretty similar thoughts to me there with Anderson. Anything other than those ones that you can think of in that top 10 where you're like, mm, I don't know about that, or someone maybe that got excluded or whatever. I don't think, like, Dean Wilson, uh, two up and down. Yep. Muskin, probably correct. I think it's probably fairly accurate over the course of the season. I think he's going to be better than that, like, as in, he's going to probably get some podiums Well, he's the one that upset you last year. He was. But I don't think he's probably the guy he's been in seasons gone by. No, he's not, no. No? Not that I can think of. What about you? Um, No, no, I'm with you on that. So we'll do top threes while we're at it. So I'll go first. My 450 top three, Webb, Roxon, and I just can't split Tomac and Ferrandis for third. I'm exactly the same. Yeah, right. I was waiting for you to ask that, and I was thinking, yeah, I think Webb again, Roxon again. And I'm the same on Tomac and Ferrandis. I'm not sure who is going to go better, but I, I think Tomac is going to do better on the Yami than he did on the Cowie. Lots, I agree. I th- I agree. I can't split those two for third. I'm just looking at our comments coming back in from our 
Insta post from yesterday. Dude, lots of the same thoughts. Yep. Tomac, Tomac, Jet and Tomac. Um, top three, Tomac, Webb, Sexton. Matty Warren, we ain't beating Cooper Webb this year. <laughs> Another one, Barsha, Webb, Roxon. Um, Doofus, Ken and Jet. So lots, lots, yeah, lots of people there. High yep. roller Dan, he's on the Ken Roxon chain. So yep. there's plenty in there for those guys. Um, JP, Mookie will win a race. I think that's probably pretty accurate too. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Barsha will probably win A1. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he does every other year, so why not this year? Yeah. Um, this is a decent one. Trent Brockdrop put through Shane McElrath. Well, I think that's who he means. He just wrote SM12. <laughs> is he serious, but? Well, I don't think he means for the win. Well, maybe he does, but I don't think he does. It's well, Trent we're talking about. Well, this is true. I mean, anything. <laughs> what do you think about his chances on the KTM this year? Yeah. I think he'll have flashes of brilliance. But he's not. He's not. He's not going to be a top five contender all all season. If, if oh, I totally agree, if you're going to throw the dart at the dartboard and say he's going to get, wow, it's just started absolutely pouring down out the back here. Wow. Anyway, yeah. um, back to the talk. If you're going to throw the dart at the dartboard and go, Macarath's going to get bang. What's he going to get in the series if he's healthy and all that crap? Like, Tenth. You think that high? If he stays healthy and you like you said finish every round, yeah, yeah, you reckon he can get tenth overall? I think he can. But you might as we can chuck Cincerello out. Sexton's probably going to crash every second round. Barsha, oh yeah, you go all right. So I don't yeah. think he's going to get that high. You don't reckon? No, no. I think Macaras going to be thirteenth or fourteenth, somewhere there. Come the end of the season, if he, because I think there's just lots of other dudes that are going to outpace him over the year. Like yeah. I think Wilson would. I, like Dean Wilson would yeah, probably yeah. beat him over the year. I think Joey Savacci would beat him over the year. Yeah. Um, I think there's just other dudes like Jason Anderson's not in that top ten. I think he can do it over yeah. the year. I think he's on par with Dean Wilson. Like, yeah, I think that's probably fairly accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brayton too. Don't forget. Yep. He got. Oh he yeah. Got I forgot about Brayton last yeah. year. I forgot all about Brayton until we yeah. just said that. So well. you could. Well, there's one missing out of that top ten in the power rankings. Yeah, I think Brayton. I think I'd put Brayton in there over Mookie as well. Yeah, like he he is a consistent top ten rider mm, all the time. Wow, can't wait to watch it. Yeah, um, but I'll, what about the other one here? I'm a bit um. What are we? Looking? Hayden McBride. Yeah, what do you say? He is a Tomac super fan. He is loves Tomac. He's got Sexton before Tomac. Tomac and Trump are his people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are. Yeah, Hayden loves a bit of Tomac. Yeah, loves a bit of Trump. Yep. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Good on you, Hato. Um, yeah, I don't know about Sexton for the win. He's fast, but I don't think he can do that all year. Yeah. yeah. He, he could get a win, but I don't think he's going to win seven or eight. No. It'd be good if he did, but... Hey, what do you think of this new KTM, by the way? Which one? The new one. Look good. What are your, what are your thoughts? Any initial thoughts on this new KTM? I'll just worry about Yamaha. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks good. Yeah, and... Yeah. We were actually talking that they weren't going to release a um two fifty uh, a limited edition yeah and they have yeah um, I was surprised I think that was like the week after we were talking about it so yeah. oh, they probably won't do one this year and, and then, they have yeah I, yeah I think it looks good it does look pretty cool hey yeah you're gonna buy one no I think I want <laughs> I would like to that new Husky adventure bike that looks good. <laughs> that's what you want two fifties <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we don't know who lines up on what coast as per usual. Yeah. Uh, Jet's got to be the favourite though Wherever he lines up Jed What do you think? Yeah no, Jet number one 
I don't, I don't think I think Hunter won't be far behind him, but you do have Justin Cooper, Colt Nichols. Yeah, um, go to the power. I don't know if you yeah, got I've got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, but he's back in eighth. Yeah, I don't know how they put him there, but we can't decipher the coasts. The coasts. Yeah, but I really think I think Hunter will go better this year. McAdoo's going to send it. Um, don't know what Faulkner's going to do. Can we just McAdoo not do front flips over yeah. tunnel jumps again like yeah. he did in Atlanta? That was a bit scary. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. Jeremy Martin will be a force to reckon with. Um, whatever coast he's on. But I back to these power rankings, right? I was yeah. a bit grumpy with them last year, and I'm grumpy with this one. Yeah. Right? How on earth do you put Austin Faulkner in fifth? How does that happen? How is Austin Faulkner better than Hunter Lawrence, Jeremy Martin, Joe Shimoda? Yeah. Uh, he's not. No. I just don't see it. Like, yeah, I agree. Shimoda got third last year in the championship. Third in the championship? Second? Yeah. Whatever. He was on the podium. So was Hunter Lawrence. Jeremy Martin's... Multi-time motocross champ. I'm not sure he'd be ninth. Be better than that. But, but he didn't finish the Supercross series he, last and year. And he hasn't so. done much in Supercross ever. Yeah. But um, McAdoo, I, I don't know. I don't know how you put Faulkner in fifth. I don't get that. Mm. I just think, nah, sorry. I, I don't put him in fifth. Um, yeah, no. Nah, it's a no from me. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't. He hasn't done enough to prove himself to be in fifth. Definitely. Um, oh, Jeremy hasn't finished the season, but I would off the top of my head, be putting Jeremy and Joe and Hunter above Faulkner. Yeah, I agree. Christian Craig will be consistent. Justin will be consistent. Cole will be consistent. Yep, agree with all that. Top five. Uh, stand out for you in that field, or is there someone's name that grabs you for a reason? I'm going to give you a headline here, but while I'm doing that, maybe you can have a think about it. So look down that top ten and see if you can pick a name or a in headline. 450s or 250s? 250s. Yep. So to me, the biggest headline coming through here has to be Austin Faulkner. I mean, not a chance that I'm backing him to do much, but he has been a threat before. There's always the chance he shows up, rides like he did in 2019, where he got five wins out of seven races or whatever it was. Yep. It's just the up and down of Austin Faulkner. I don't think he does much, but to me, that's the biggest one where I look in there and go, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen. I think Jet Hunter and Joe have all surpassed Faulkner and Jeremy Martin. That's a fair like, statement. Fresh young kids, I think they've surpassed them. They're always going to they're going to be in the top five, right? They're going to be in the top five to ten, mm. but I just don't think they've got the consistency and the speed of these new young kids. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't have a top three prediction because I don't know who's going to land where. But yeah, we'll wait till we know who's on what coast. Mm. Um, I did miss though. So do you have any other headline other than that for the 250s while I got you there? No, no. Do you have a 450 headline? Or one that you just, man, I'm keen to see what happens there with the 450s. Yeah, Tomac. That's your one? Yeah, yeah. me too. Even though, I don't know, I haven't been a, I haven't been a much of a fan of him in the last few seasons and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm more interested in Cooper and Ken and um, watching Cincerello and everything and... And I think Tomac's Tomac, kind of fallen to by the wayside. I'm not a you know into it like Hato and Simsy and that they 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 love him. Um, but I'm but now he's come to Blue Crew. He's well, joined your team. Hey, I I mentioned on one of the shows I don't agree that Yamaha should have picked him up. Mm. No, you did. You did say that. I did say that. Like I yeah. said, that I don't think Yamaha should have picked him up. But it might be good for him. Yeah, I think I think he might actually go good. 
I'm re- I th- like to me. I agree. It's the it's the standout thing of the off season and this new season. I just am really intrigued by it. Yeah, like I would have kept Plessinger over him. Yeah, right. I could see like, how you could come to that conclusion. You know, because he, yeah, like I would would have kept him. But anyway, Tomac's there now. I think that'll be good. Very good. Well, I'm about out of thoughts for there. We've pretty well wrapped that. Do you want to add anything to all that AMA stuff? No. Well, are you going to do? Are you doing a top three prediction for the four fifties? Yeah, I did one before. We said oh. Cooper Webb, uh, Ken Roxon, and I couldn't split Tomac and Fran. Couldn't split him. Is that where you're at too? Yeah. Who do you think is the biggest, who's going to have the biggest uh, improvement or standouts from these team swaps? Because um, we've had a lot of team swaps this year. Yeah, yeah. So the, um, out of the team swaps, so obviously we've got the KDM swap of Plessinger. We've got the Yamaha swap for Tomac. Yep. We've got the Cowie swap for Anderson. The Husvana swap for Stewart. So there's a bid on. Who do I think makes the biggest improvement out of all of that? I think from where they were, I think Malcolm becomes more consistent, which I think is probably the biggest improvement for him. But I'm still more interested in what Tomac does. Mm. Talking point, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think that's the most interesting thing. I don't know whether it improves him much because, I mean, God, I mean, how how do you get better than what he's been? Like, he's been freaking unbelievable. Oh, yeah, incredible, right? He's had multiple wins for many seasons in a row, so I don't know if you can get better than that. And I don't know if he'll be the champ. But I think as far as improvement is concerned, I guess Malcolm Stewart. Yep. Do you – what do you think? Or do you think we see more out of someone like Anderson, you know, fresh team, fresh people, fresh faces – Hey, that's another interesting point. Where the I don't think egg, we do the exodus out of Husky at the moment, but anyway. Oh, yeah. Anderson's gone. Mechanics are leaving. Manager's gone. Oh yeah, I did say the manager was leaving. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, didn't even click. Yeah, that's interesting. It didn't yeah. click to me until we just thought about it. Something's happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'm. I'm the same. I think Mookie with his two year deal motocross supercross will benefit from that. Um. Yeah, I'm really thinking Tomac's going to go good on this yummy. Hopefully he gets in Cooper Webb's head because he's the one person who can. So <laughs> I think so, yeah. 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 He's the one person who's like – and Cooper Webb Doesn't said care. that a couple of years ago. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to beat him. And Tomac was just like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting stuff. Bring on Anaheim one. Did, just just before we um click off on, on this – did you see the manufacturer power rankings, but? Oh, I did see that, but I didn't take much notice. What are we... Oh, of course. <laughs> you put it up on the story. I did. Ta- I did, I did. And it's got Yamaha on top, Jed. Do you claim the trophy now, do you, mate? We'll talk about this after the last round. All right, okay. <laughs> Jeez, they've dropped Husqvarna down a bit, haven't they? Yeah. Although, I guess they don't have... Zach with Zach gone, like, they don't really have a title contender, so it's probably fair enough, really. Yeah, probably, yep. Yeah. Anyway, just thought I'd point that out. Suzuki in seventh, by the way. I mean, are you surprised about that, Jed? Is that still a 2014 model? Still got a Kickstarter, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> it still does. Yeah. Hey, cool to see they're out there, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Time for a product review this month, Jed. So, no tech tip or bike test or anything going on here at the moment. Um, We've got some more products coming down the pipeline, which thanks to a few of our listeners, they're sending us a few things, and we just need to write a few. Bra- we can. <laughs> yeah, a few brands have reached out and are going to chuck us a few products here and there over the next couple of months, apparently. So, 
hopefully they'll land soon and we can get those, those reviews happening. So that'll be good. So thanks to those guys. We'll obviously talk about them more when they turn up and we get them. And yeah, need to do that. some riding on them. That's it. Yeah, I've got those titanium foot pegs. Yeah, and you still haven't used them. No, I've had one ride on each of them, so yeah, <laughs> they'd do a bit more. Um, but over Christmas, Santa turned up and bought my kids some Liat armor, um, kids' body armor. We went riding oh just before Christmas with Kurt and his kids, mm. and I saw that his young fella had an Alpine Stars A5 armor, and I thought, wow, have a look at that thing. How good are these things gotten since we were kids? You know, like. They were pretty much just like ice cream lids bolted to a shoulder pad when we were kids. They were useless things, yep. and they'd hit you, and the shoulders would whack you in the helmet. And But you have to wear them, right? That's the rule. So yep. got to wear something. Um, so got into the shop, had a bit of a look around, and I was going to get one of those A5 ones, but it was just a touch little big for my kids. So I was like, oh, what's out there and what's smaller? And I saw, um, yeah, Liat make this little kid's armor, 125 bucks. It's called a Liat 2.5 chest protector. So told Santa all about it, and there you go. Santa dropped them off. He did. He did a bloody good job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Jed, what do you got? Fire me with the questions. So does it have a neck brace integrated into the armour? So it's an actual body armour with shoulder pads, oh, whatever this part of your arm's called. So like, the one I – so I guess the reason I picked the Liat one partly is due to my own experience with body armours. I don't like – shoulder pads so to speak the ones that sit on top of your shoulders mm. they just annoy me and i don't really think they serve any purpose like i'm not sure if i've heard of anybody having an impact injury on the top of their shoulder i, I prove me if i'm wrong i'm happy to hear it oh no I, and I, I remember wearing the big fox armors and stuff with the big shoulders. <laughs> shoulder pads yeah, it looked like know. a gridiron player, yeah yeah right? you did that's right yeah, um yeah. i can't think of one time i've experienced or i know anybody that's experienced an injury that's been caused by an impact in that region as if you've got a big gridiron thing on the top of your shoulder so yeah i don't like them and i'm also not much of a fan of those ones that come down your upper arm um most of the time they're removable, right? So you just cut them off and away you go. The Alpine Stars A5, which is the one I was just talking about, it does have it, but it's more foam and it just wraps around. It doesn't look as hard shell. Um, the reason I don't like them is I had a mate that had those on when we were kids, like we were on 80s or 125s or something like that. And when he did crash, it dug into his arm and that's where he broke his arm, right at the top of where that hard shell piece mm. finished on the top of his arm. So for that reason, I'm a bit like, yeah, I don't really like them either. Mm. So I went away from that, and when I saw this Liat kids one, it's just called Liat 2.5 Kids Chest Protector, and it's literally just a big piece on the chest, Velcro straps over your shoulders with, like, padding underneath them, obviously, but not much, just enough, and then um, hard shell on the back as well. So it's super simple, like, mm. not much to it. Um, that's what made me choose it, just simple, clean, seems pretty effective. Um, to answer your other question, no, this one does not have a neck brace included in it. Mm. I'm not for or against neck braces, like whatever. If you like it, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. I'm a bit on the fence with that. Um, and for little small kids, I'm probably less for them. I just think they're so big on the little kids. I'm just not sold on that idea for the real littlies. So, no, this doesn't have an integrated neck brace. You can get one with it in there, and I didn't go down that route. Um, yeah, I see Liat do a it's, – it's, it's a Fusion 2.0, um, and it comes with – Oh, well, it goes over the shoulder and comes down a little bit, but it also includes the integrated neck brace. So. Yeah, so I did see that. That was at the shop and I had a look too, but uh, I'm not sold on that. I'm not 
like for like kids on peewees and fifties mm. and sixties, that's a lot of stuff up the top there, you know. And yeah, I know it does add protection, but I don't know. I'm not sold on mm. it. I think it limits mobility and vision and a lot of other things there too, in my opinion. But so, what's the quality like of it? The so far, so far. it's unreal. Like I'm stoked. So they're 125 bucks. So I mean, they're not cheap, but that's not too dear either. Like that's pretty mm. reasonable, I think. You know, like there's all the other ones out there, and they're mostly more expensive. Like Liat, this one at 125 is one of the cheaper ones compared to Alpine Stars, which is 180, and then Fox and whatever else have them, and they're more than this mostly. So this one's also a little bit smaller than some of the others too, which I do like for the little kids. Because mm. um, again, I don't know about you, but whenever I've worn an armor, I hate one that's big and bulky. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, um, but sorry to answer your question, quality. Dude, I'm super impressed. Seems like really, really good. So, yeah, yeah. And what about the fit? Because you've got two two kids, right? Two yep. different ages. Yep. Two two year gap between them. Yep. Two and a half, three years. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, I guess they're both. They've got a different size each, or is it like one size fits all, or is it? So my little yep. guy is three. Yep. And my daughter is six here next week. So there's two and a half years between them. Um, I got them one each, obviously, or Santa mm. did, and. Fits them both really good. So the miniature fit here, according to the Liat thing, is from 110 centimetres to 134 centimetres tall. Um, Three foot seven to four foot five is the height range it's got written here on the website. Fits them snug as. Um, It's got a nice little piece that goes around like side of your ribs, I guess. Like a kidney belt area. Mm. It's not a kidney belt, but yeah, Mm. like a kidney belt thing around the side. So it's not open on the sides. Um, So the fit's good. The adjustment is on the top straps. So there's two Velcro straps that go over your shoulders, which connect it all, and you can adjust those a fair way. Um, so have they both got the same size and you've just adjusted it to fit them? Correct. Yeah. Yep. So it's yep. the same size piece. Um, it's just the – yeah, because it all comes in the same size. The next one up was too big. Um, this one is called 2.5 Mini, and then I th- whatever the next one is is 2.5 something else. Mm. It might be Junior. I can't remember. Anyway, it goes up, um, and it was just way too big, um, yeah. and it was too big and bulky. Probably good for a kid that's on like getting on an eighty-five, yeah, um, or a big kid on a sixty-five. But for like kids on fifties and little kids on sixties, this two point five mini, perfect size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I've got. Cool. Um, comes in two colours, black, or there is an orange one. I didn't know there was an orange one until I just had a look at it before. But yeah, that's a, what I'm looking at here. Yeah. There is an orange one, uh, yep. but my kids have got the black one. Um, yeah, good little unit. Looks like there's a yellow one too. Yeah, it could be. Good little unit. It's padded. Looks like it's good quality. Seems like a good price. Uh, Cassins bring it in, so no problems about distributors and getting it in. And, and just go to your bike shop? Yeah, yep. that's the MX store. Have them online if that's where you want to shop or your local bike shop or wherever. I've seen them in heaps of dealers since... Um, actually carry this exact one in stock. So seems like a pretty popular little item, and I think it's – yeah, I would recommend it. That's for yeah. sure. So there you go. Liat chest protector, 2.5 mini. If you've got little kids, take a look at it and see what you think. Right bit of a shorter show this month, Jed. We're nearly done. Yeah. No, well, it'll, it'll start to uh, hype up once the Supercross starts and everything, and we know who's on what side and – uh, Aussie racing will get going again soon. That's right. Yeah. So now it's good, and every everything's starting to fire up. So 
that's what we've got the grassroots stuff here with the local MX here in the Hunter Valley. So, um, as you mentioned at the start, Coffs Harbour Stadium crosses on the 15th of January. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure nearly all the classes are full. They put up a post saying that they were pretty How well full. That? So, that's a lot of riders. That's unreal. I'll tell you what, they can run a day. Mm. They when I, when I raced it, what was that, 2019, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, and I looked at the... The program, I was like, they are not going to get through this. And they did. They smashed through it. Um, props to the Coffs Harbour crew or whoever it is that runs that, but yeah. can run on an event. That's really cool, though, to see everyone's coming back, piling in and supporting the event. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, well, everyone's keen to ride, aren't they? So, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. That's sick. And I think they've changed the format a bit, so you race more of an afternoon, night thing, and it's over two days, so which is perfect because it was a stinking hot yeah. summer, so it's stinking hot up there. Lake Summercross. Summer cross. Your Remember favorite that? Event. <laughs> well, it's either stinking hot and hard pack and dusty, Pouring or it's a rain. bog hole. Or both. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so that's on the 6th of Feb, and entries are open for that now as well. So if, you, if you're going to race that, get in there and uh, get onto that. You going to do it? No. <laughs> no? no. <laughs> I'm not doing the summer cross. Yeah, right. No, you will not find me at the summer. I think that sounds like it's our weekend off. It is. Yeah, I'm probably going to enter. Yeah, right, are you? Yeah. I might go and rip it up at Singo. Is Singo if on? Yeah, Singo's on that day too. I'm so a, so a... Singo is on the 6th. Of, they're basically, uh, they've got two meetings every month for the whole year. Yeah, I did see Right that. into December. Yeah. These guys are committed. They probably would have had them in January if they knew people weren't going to be away. Mm. Um, so they've got two meetings every month for the whole year. So the first one is on the 6th of Feb. second one is on the 20th of Feb. And they're both on our weekends off. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I might go and rip it up at Singo with the kids. Well, there you go. Singo, Singo's on, on the 6th of Feb. Um, and that's right, ripping it up at Singo. They love that. Um, crosses. I'm not sure if there's they've been uh, released yet. New South oh, yeah. Wales, uh, what's that? I said, oh, yeah, like I'd totally forgotten about that series. Yeah, Amcross, um, so I'm sure they'll be released soon if they haven't already. New South Wales off-roads we went into, like with the AORC, they've been 12-round series. Cessnock, I'm still, I haven't seen anything for their calendar. I thought I did. Um, uh, good but, question, I yeah, don't know either. But I couldn't find it. Um, and general, generally, uh, Lakes, Maitland and Cessnock all work together. Uh, I couldn't find anything for their dates, but just so you're aware, the Hunter memberships are available now. Oh, yeah. um, so if you want that discounted price for Lakes, Maitland and Cessnock, uh, get onto it. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's discounted at the moment. And then I, th- I can't remember if it's the middle of this month or the middle of February. It goes up and then... I think that's only for a month, and then that's it. It's canned for the year. You can't do it. Then you've got to join the clubs individually. Yeah. So it's like, um, I think like it was 150 bucks for me and Gabby for... Um, yeah, that's what it's got here. Yeah, yeah for the whole whole year, yeah. for, for a family membership. What's the senior membership one? 120 bucks. 120 bucks for three clubs. So you think about it, if you join one club, that's 80 or $90 mm. for a single membership. You join Pretty a second good. club, you've already paid for it. Yeah. So you're best to do this Hunter membership. Do it now, yeah. It's pretty do it good, now eh? whilst yeah. it's discounted because once it goes up, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, so, good. as I said, Lakes, Summercross, 6th of Feb, and then they also have the first round of the East Coast Series on the 20th of Feb. Um, Jeez, so that's coming up soon too, yeah. Yeah, so all the East Coasts have been announced. Um, I haven't got the dates down f- all that for for that. Um, talk about next month. I'll talk about it next month. But... Uh, 20th of Feb, they're on. Maitland MX, round one is the 13th of Feb. So smack bang in the middle of the lakes rounds. Mm. The island, I don't know. 
this is where we play the cricket music. And, and so many people ask. Like, I've had so many people message me and say, hey, when's the island opening up again? Don't know, dude. Yeah. I reckon that's, that's one of the most common things I get asked as well. Yeah, like a, On uh, my personal page, on our Bikes and Bulldust page. Yeah. The two most common questions I reckon over the last six to eight weeks has been, is AMA Supercross on TV? Yeah. <laughs> and do you yeah. know anything about the island? Yeah. I'm sure it will open up again. Yeah. Who knows when? Um, I hope it does because I want to ride. Um, don't know. Hey, just back to Cessnock for a minute. Yeah, Cessnock. Um, Diggs is going to be the president, Danny Anderson. I know. I couldn't believe it. That's when I cool. seen that, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, but he, he would be – remember like when Warren Holton was running the track back in the day? Yeah. Um, I can see Diggs because he's like a kid. He would he'll he'll be camping up there the night yeah. before and he'll be out watering all night long. He'll yeah. he'll have it schmick. Yeah. Um I hope it goes good for him. I think I think he'll do unreal. Yeah, good on you, Diggs. I hope it works yeah. good. We'll get him on yeah. here at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um that's it. Yes, as I said, Singo's <laughs> got plenty of meetings. If you want to go up there, you'll be going there a lot. I will be. Um Gabby loves it, so I'll take her up there as well. Um but I'm gonna try and do a bit more racing this year. Yeah, cool. Um, that's about it for grassroots that I can think of. Wait, oh, that sounds pretty good. Plenty of riding coming up. That's the main thing. That well, yeah, at the moment, unless mm. COVID stuff's out again. But anyway, let's hope not. Right before we wrap up, how, what did we make of the end of the F one series? <sighs> yeah, we talked about that on the last show. Last show that the, the last race was coming up because mm. it was. We were hanging out. They were like tied on points or whatever they were. Yeah, tied on points, coming into the last die, round. Max v. Lewis. And Max comes out with the chocolates. Yeah, so, yeah. Disappointed, <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> yeah, well, how disappointed are you if you're, if you're Lewis Hamilton and you're winning by, what was he winning by, 10 seconds or something like Yeah, man. Max was not going to catch him. Nope. It was... Like they thought the race was over. Yep. Um, then you have a safety car, and then on the last lap, the safety car disappears. Yep. Maxes up your ass, and he gets you. And he and he and he. Of course, that's what's going to happen. That's that's right. That's, that's how DRS works. Yeah. And how well they can't use DRS for the well, first two laps. That's true, but that's how all um, these systems work, right? Like yeah. there's wind and. But Max had better tyres. Mm. He'd pitted. He got better tyres. Lewis was on old tyres. You know, there's a lot of strategy that goes in, goes into it. Um, I thought it was pretty disappointing. I thought it was very disappointing. Like, it was exciting. Yeah. But it was also like, man, that's got to suck if you're Lewis. Like, you yep. would just be like, Pfft. That would have been his eighth world championship. Um, and it sucked the wind out of your sails, man. Like, yeah. That, well, he's disappeared off social media and everything, you know. He's taken a break from it all and can- cancelled everything. And, um, yeah, he hey, he handled it well. Well, he went up to the podium, everything like that. Um could it, if that was Max? Oh. Do you think you he would have went the, up to the podium? Do you, you think he would have went and cor- congratulated Lewis? Can you imagine the tantrum? That's that's what I mean. That's he he wouldn't have went and con- Lewis went and congratulated Max at the end of the race, went up to the podium. Max wouldn't have done that. He would have chucked a little tanny and threw his toys out the cot and mm, took off like a little baby. Um I did notice some comments too from um Obviously, they're going to say it like the Red Bull crew, like Helmut Marco and all those dudes were like, oh, you know, Max is the best guy we've ever had on the team and he was better than Ricardo. He's better than Weber. He's better than Vettel. He's better, you know. What's a whole new generation? (sighs) Look, I don't disagree. He's a fantastic driver. But I was like, better than Vettel? 
I don't know about that. Yeah, not back in the day. No, I don't know about that. It's a whole new world now, whole yeah. new cars. It's it's different, man. Like yeah. I know Vettel's not a champ now, and he no. did have his time in the sunlight with Red Bull, but I was like, I don't know. Like I kind of like Vettel, and he's a good sport, and yeah. he's pretty open, pretty honest, and... You know, like all that stuff, he was a good sport. And I don't really think that of Max. So. Max needs to go and hang out with Vettel mm. and learn how to be a good sportsman. Mm. But anyway, yes, it was disappointing. Um, I couldn't believe it, but anyway. Well, it go. is what it is. Todd and Jed, bloody Formula One podcast wrap-up. Yeah, go. that's it. We'll talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> Keep following it. People are going to be sick of hearing about F1. Yeah. Um, what's going on this month? Anything much happening? Uh, no, hopefully, what is this month? January? Yep. Yeah, no, well, hopefully the island or something opens up so we can do some riding. Fifth of January as we speak. Hmm. It is. Um, yeah, do some riding, hopefully. Um, definitely a lot of mountain biking. Get up the beach. I stopped doing the Renaults, so I need to get back into those in the house. Yep. Um, had some time off over Chrissy. Then, yeah, we'll do some beach trips. Sounds good to me. What about you? Yeah, about the same. Keen to head up the beach a couple of times and, um... Get bogged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keen to head up and do a couple yeah. of beach trips. That should be a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, not too much else. Obviously, I've been working right through, so yeah, yeah. I've only had a couple of shifts off, so not too much. Got some parties and bits and pieces going on this month, so yeah, yeah, should be good. Well, that about wraps it up from me. Jed, anything else you want to talk about? No, I've got nothing here. Yeah, sounds good. Um, don't forget, guys, please subscribe. It is free. Give us a rating on iTunes if you can. Five stars would be awesome. Um, tell your friends, bump up the listeners, do what you can to help us out. Make sure you're messaging us and getting in contact. It's awesome to hear from you guys throughout the year or whenever it is. Well, something we don't mention all the time as well, kind of forgot about, is we've got the website there too. So That's true. Um, jump on the website, have a look. There's a few reviews and that on there. If there's uh, anything you want to talk about, you can contact us on social media and everything, obviously, but uh, the email contact and everything is on there. Dude, I've been getting a on shit the, ton On the of, website. So. I've been getting a shit ton of clicks on... Um, that aero helmet review I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, was looking at the looked, data yeah. on it the other day, and it's got a shit ton of clicks. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know how, but it does. Yeah. But anyway, oh, I might have another helmet coming in for us to review too. So, are you buying another one? No, I'm not buying another one. What are you? Who, Someone given us to try. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. See how we go. Yeah. Oh, this is the one we've been waiting on. For <laughs> it's a few been months. two years in the making, but he said he's got it now. Oh well, that's good. Let's hope we get it. So. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that wraps it up. We'll catch you guys soon, and podcast it up next month see ya